You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our guest speaker. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. I'm going to just share a few things right before I start here, and I'll pray. But uh, I got some thoughts today, and I wrote them down. I, I usually always have afterthoughts after I get all my message done, and I sit down and write some more down. So pretty soon I got not two pages, but now I got six. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll get through some of them. But anyway, do uh, you know there's uh, three different kinds of people today? And them three different kind of people, I believe are many times in our midst. And one of them is, the number one, is some people like to watch it happen. And some people, they, they wonder what happened. <laughs> and then the next one is the one that makes it happen. And do we have any ones makes, my, makes, it, makes it happen right now? Hallelujah. I believe all you are, right? And, and so just kind of remember that. And then I was just, uh, when I was studying uh, last, uh, this last couple days, uh, basically, uh, I heard this song, and, I, and, it's, and it's an older song, and it really kind of ministered to me in the name of the songs, I have come too far to turn back. I have come too far to turn back. You say that to yourself because you have come too far to turn back. Amen. And we have to, we have to remember where we came from. And, and the title of the message to, tonight is uh, Make a Decision. Uh, we all did uh, a long time ago. How many people are in here are all born again, know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Did I raise your hand? Everybody, everybody. Well, the same thing is make, you made a decision then, and after that you've got to make more decisions. And there's always decisions to make. And, I mean, we made the decision, uh, Romans 10, 9, and 10, it says if, if uh, we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, then he shall save us, Right? So we did that, so whatever you believe in your heart that you have to do, you got to start confessing it so God knows what you want, amen? So you would, go, you would get out of that bracket of wondering who you are, and then you are somebody, and you still are somebody, but you just find your place a little better when you know where you're going, amen? And, and just to give you a heads up, uh, I, I tell a little bit off of myself right now, I, I used to pastor, and uh, really for three and a half years, and you know what? Found out I wasn't a pastor. Isn't that strange? We can fall into places that we shouldn't fall into, but we did the job as best we knew how and how to do the job. Matter of fact, our church was right down here in the corner in the red room. For three and a half years or four years that we were down there, that's where we... We actually broke ground in this area right here. Amen? Because I always was believing also that that building one day was going to be a church over there or something to do with ministry. And basically, we got people born again. We ministered to people. We got alcoholics set free, uh, things like that. But it was just not my place. And how many of you know it's important to be in your place? So what am I now? I'm Sam Besser. 
<laughs> That's my name. And I believe that God has laid on my heart strongly to have, uh, have leadership abilities. And I also I'm an exhorter. I can exhort people to come, rather than drown, come on out and let's talk about it. They need exhortation. People need, in their, and that's my gift, exhortation. Exhortation. I can get you out of the muck. Amen? You fall into it, I can get you out. And, and, and that's, a good, that's a good thing for me because I like to do that. So tonight, make the decision. And really what I went into, and I'll, I'm going to just share this, and I'm going to open up in prayer. Father, we just thank you. We praise you right now in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father God, that you're with our pastors tonight, wherever they may be. Keep them safe, Father God. We just thank you that you bring them back to us, guide them back to us, Father God. And we just thank you, abundance of wisdom will fall upon them, and it already has, Father, in Jesus' name. And I just thank you for the folks that are here tonight, Father God. I just pray that their receivers on, that they receive the word. I know I'm not Pastor Mark, but I know that I can bring the word out, Father God, that it will, will talk to people's hearts in Jesus' name. And I just thank you and I praise you. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're here, Holy Spirit, because we're here. And we just give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And we want to thank you for the word that comes forth tonight. And we just give you the praise, we give you the glory and the honor, and thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our teacher and our guide and our helper and our advocate in Jesus' name and our comforter, amen. amen. So anyway, uh, just kind of give you a heads up, I started actually sharing, uh, working on my message for, uh, for tonight, a week ago, and, and basically I was really going to come out with a spiritual warfare message. How many of you know that we are in a spiritual warfare? How many of you know you're not going to get out of it? Amen. How many of you know this is real? There's no time to play and no time to do things that we got to get it together because I, I believe the church needs basic training. I was in the military, and, and you know, the reason we won some of the wars is we were trained to do it. We never just went there and grabbed a rifle and just went out and started doing our thing. No, we were trained. They put us in the place that we, they thought we'd be the best in so we would save ourselves and save others around us. And that's what the church needs to do. We know we can talk about Jesus, talk about Jesus, talk about Jesus, talk about Jesus, and talk about Jesus, and what's happened? Ouch. So after I started doing, I was going to do the spiritual warfare. You know, and the one thing that I, I was struggling and struggling and struggling, and then I remember a great man of God said, if you're going to ever teach on the spiritual warfare, don't try to teach on it if you have not spent some time in intercession prayer for at least four to five days before you even start. Because the devil was raising havoc with me. I would write something down. It wouldn't work. I was being bombarded. So I said, okay, I'll lighten up a little bit. So let's, let's start from the beginning. Let's not start where you, everybody wants to get to, right? And so I'll, I'll just share this with you. Uh, I'll share this vision that I had back in 1976. I just got born again. Knew nothing about visions. Knew hardly anything. But... I did go down to our basement, and that was back in North Dakota, and I prayed, uh, was praying down there, 
And, and this is what I call an open vision because I seen the church in this vision and I seen a battle going on and I, don't ask me what heaven was in, because, what heaven, because I didn't know, I didn't know there were three. It was just in an in a area of a heaven. And basically the church and the enemy was fighting. Str- a church was struggling immensely and they would always go after it get their butt kicked, I'll call it that way. They go after it again, have to retreat. Go after it again and have to retreat. And, and I'm, I'm kind of watching this because I know a little bit about spiritual warfare, but not a lot. And, and I'm saying, and then I just ask the father, I says, why are they retreating all the time? And he says, well, number one, he says, they don't really know who they are out there yet. Number two, they don't know their place in the body of Christ. Matches up with the military. Number three is they don't know the strategy of the enemy. That's why they're not getting no place. And number four, they don't really know who their enemy is until they find out who he is. So those three, them four things, basically is what the Lord showed me, and I've been hanging on to that forever. I've been talking about it, talking about it, and I'm actually thinking in my own heart that I'm seeing kind of things coming to pass right now with what's all going on. And I'm not doing the doom and gloom on nobody, but I say, church, listen, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time we quit playing the church. Let's be the church. Let's do what pastor's telling us to do. He's been up here preaching his heart out, telling us he's waiting for something to happen. He's waiting for something to happen. And we all just sit there, oh, okay, 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 okay. We'll see if we can make it work. We talk to ourselves. Yeah, but I don't know anything. Well, maybe we ought to have that basic training. Amen? So basically, that was one of the experiences I had. The next one I'll share with you is, it happened in Minnesota. I went with my pastor from back at North Dakota, and we went over there. And basically, uh, his, son, his, his uh, brother was, had a dairy farm over there, and they were struggling immensely. It was cold, snowing, and all this here, and they were struggling immensely. They got sick, and the kids were sick. And we're, we're driving in on this thing, and man, I know, what's going on? So... Basically, I had my first introduction to Belzebub. Who's Belzebub? He's the Lord of the Flies. He's real. How did I recognize him? Because he was big enough to sit on my sit on me and take me down many times. And forty degree below zero weather, how can flies live in a in a window? And just buzz around all night. I heard buzzing all night long. And I had that, seen that Beelzebub stand and just look over me, creepy. Do you believe that? This is real. Don't kid yourself. Spiritual warfare is real. Amen? And you know what? Jesus don't want anybody to be left behind. Amen? No one left behind. The wounded should come out. Everybody. Nobody left behind. So basically, that, was, that happened back there. What did I do? 
Well, I went outside, and the dairy cattle were sick. Everything was sick. I went outside, and I stood on a snowstorm, and I rebuked the devil in Jesus' name, and I said, by the blood of Jesus, Belzebub, you got to get out of here in Jesus' name. Next morning, woke up, the flies were gone out of the window. They made their home there because nobody was taking authority over them. They'll make their home in your place if you don't take authority over it. Interesting, huh? Interesting. So anyway, uh, then there's another story. You know, the devil, all he needs is a little crack for you to let your guard down. I heard this story one time, and, and this is way back in the, in the day when they had big forts where they were made out of concrete, big wa- uh, walls, things like that. And there happened to be uh, a guard in that fort that was supposed to be guarding, and he, had, uh, he found a crack in the wall. And he wanted to smoke, so he went out through that crack and basically was smoking, and the enemy was waiting for somebody to see how they could get into that fort. So basically, they finally seen this guy out there smoking for about three days. He'd go back and forth, and they wondered, how in the world is that guy coming out and we can't get in? Just a crack. Just a crack. So they finally figured out he's coming through that crack, and believe it or not, the enemy took over that fort because of that one little crack. So he's right, right, huh? So anyway, Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. Then he was tempted by the tempter in Matthew, in Mark, by Satan, in Luke, the devil. So Jesus, in all three of these chapters, had a different name for what he was. And Jesus spent them 40 days and 40 nights in that desert building himself up so he could take care of everything that the enemy would throw at him and at us. So we have the victory. Amen. Everyone say, we have the victory. victory. Do you believe you have the victory? It's easy to say something, but be, be to have it and do it that you have the victory. That's another thing. If a devil walked in here right now, would we be ready for him? Yes, we would be ready for him. Amen? Amen. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Get the ushers. Get the ushers. (laughs) The ushers, where are the ushers? Where are the ushers? (laughs) So we can't depend on other people to do our work for us, okay? Now, there are gifts. I understand that. I won't get into that tonight, but the war is going on. The spiritual war, if you look out, it's going on out there. I mean, I got a call today from a good friend of mine asking me, and this is, I hate to even talk about this, about the shot. Everybody's wondering about the shot. Should I take the shot? It's a hard one to tell somebody in that area to do what he should do, or he or she. Because it's really, in, in you, you got to know if you want to take the shot or not. Nobody can tell you, oh, it's a good thing, take it. But if you don't feel right about it, stay away from it. But now they hit people that are at work, 
and saying, if you don't make up your mind, then we're, we're going to definitely fire you. You won't have a job anymore. This person that I'm talking about, his wife works at a, at a medical center, and they gave her a 90-day, uh, what do you call it, vacation, I'll call it that, and because she didn't want to take the shot. So now they called her back two weeks later, now she's back at work again, but how long is that going to go? Right? So we're backed against the wall, if you really look at it. Because my suggestion is, listen to the Spirit of God that's inside of you, a yes or a no. Don't talk to anybody else about that. You make the decision rather than listening to somebody else what they did. Oh, it didn't hurt at all. Well, then I guess I'll go do it. Why would you want to do that if you didn't feel good about it? Amen? Just because somebody said it was good for them. So we have to get, we have to get it together in the area of our spirit man listening to. That's, that's where I believe we kind of need the basic training is hearing what the Spirit of God wants to say to the church today and he's using our pastor to say what we need to hear today and other people around you need to hear. Amen? If we're going to win this war that's coming up, even though we can think, oh, I'm going to be out of here. That's what I want to do. I want to be out of here. But you know, every one of the disciples that followed Jesus, do you know that every one of them died doing the work of the Lord? They didn't, they didn't want to get out of here. They wanted to get other people saved and get them to where they were going, right? Amen. Everyone say, there is a heaven there is a and there's a hell. And I want everybody to go to heaven. And I want nobody to go to hell. And I'm going to get busy. And we're going to do the work of the Lord. Amen. You mean that? Amen. So as I was studying that, and then something came to me, Sylvia and I one time, we got attacked in our house. And we were in bed, and it was late in the evening. We were all both sleeping. (laughs) And, and uh, all of a sudden, we hear this noise out in our family room, or in our living room, actually. And it's just, boy, this thing is rustling around out there, rustling around. And she woke me up. She said, Sam, there's somebody out in our, in our, in our uh, 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 dining room, actually, is where it was, in the dining room. And it just keeps, I hear it all the time. They're, they're doing something. So <laughs> I'm laying in bed, and I said, Okay, let's get them out of here. (laughs) Sylvia and I jumped out of bed and we took off down the hallway. All right, you know, and here we got out there and here it was a mylar balloon on the fan that kept hitting. (laughs) We didn't scare anybody, but if they'd have seen us how we got out there, that would have scared them for sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's our balloon story. <laughs> Take Sylvia and I to do something like that. <laughs> but anyway, we took care of the matter. <laughs> we didn't let it get the best of us. Amen. <laughs> so 2 Corinthians 10, 1 through 6. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through this pretty quick. Uh, Now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. You know, Paul was always a gentleman. 
whose presence of lowly among you, but in being absent, I am bold towards you. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with the confidence by which I intend to be bold again some, who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Well, you've got to remember, Paul just got out of jail, and people from the churches were bad-mouthing him about what was going on. And, and so he had, to, he had to kind of recover himself, and he got upset. And that's why he said, I got to come to you in gentleness and kindness, because I could lose it. And, and so then he said, when he, what, who, think, who thinks of us as if we were walking according to flesh? And what, in other words, what he was saying, I don't walk according to the flesh. I walk according to the Spirit. Whatever the Spirit tells me when I get there, that's what I'm going to do. And this is what he said. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down what? Anybody got strongholds in here? We all have some. The best way to take care of a stronghold is plead the blood of Jesus Christ over it and tell it to go. And then he goes on to say, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, everyone say thought, into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. Here is where it starts. Right here. And it wants to come out here. But this one is wrestling down here to stop it from coming out of here. Amen? So there's kind of a wrestling match going on in the inside of you right now. You know, it, it's wanting to, it's wanting, what, whatever you do, wherever you go, tomorrow, today, tonight, yet something will definitely want, you'll want to say something. Yeah. All right? And, I, and you know, my dad, uh, when I was uh, probably quite small yet, he'd send me after something in the shop, and I knew nothing about it because he never showed me what it was. And, and, and when I'd come back, I had the wrong thing. And he says, are you ever going to think right? <laughs> are you ever going to think right? Well, I kind of thought, well, show me what it is, and I'll probably start thinking right. <laughs> what is it? What is a Crescent Ranch anyway? <laughs> but I'm going to read uh, out of the Message Bible right now. And, and uh, basically it says... Uh, and now, it's, it's 2 Corinthians 10 also, and now a personal but most urgent matter I write in the gentle but firm spirit of Christ. I hear that I'm being painted as cringing and wishy-washy. Now, this is Paul talking. When I'm with you but harsh and demanding when at safety distance writing letters, please don't force me to take a hard line when I'm present with you. Don't think that I'll hesitate a single minute to stand up to those who say I'm unprincipled opportunist. Then they'll have to eat their words. The world's unprincipled is dog eat dog there. Does that sound familiar? What are we doing today? Dog eat dog, right? If it ain't for me, it ain't for you either. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. We never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are to use for demolishing that entire massive corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing, warped, 
philosophies, tearing down barriers, erecting against the Son of God, fitting every loose thought, our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and the building lives of obedience into maturity. You, you share, or you stare and stare at obvious, but you can't see the forest for the trees. <laughs> Talking to the church. Can't see the forest for the trees. And that's in the Message Bible. And moving right along. And so let's go to Ephesians 6, 1 through 20. And just to let you know, you can read in 1 Peter, you can read in James 5, there is really a devil. Right? There's really a Holy Spirit, there's really a devil, and there's really God. Job had a problem right at the get-go in chapter 1, never got all the way down through chapter 1, and he's already struggling with, and you know what? The devil, God asked, the, the, asked Satan, what are you doing? And he says, I'm roaming around through the earth, looking. And then, funny to say, that God says, well, have you considered my, have you considered Job? Oh, sure. What do you want me to do? What happened to Job? Everything gone. Everything. I don't know how long that, it goes for 40 some chapters, but he went through a lot of hell, let's put it that way, to keep his composure in what he was going through. And sometimes we go through them kind of things it could come anyway. It could come by sickness. It could come anyway. But we have to stay focused on what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us, and we have to stay focused and strong in those areas. We cannot let somebody that's outside of these walls try to tell us that we don't have what it takes to get through this hour. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Amen. Don't let anybody say, oh, you're just one of those Christians. That's right. I am one of those Christians. Hallelujah. <laughs> let them know. I, got, I went to the dentist today and just share this with you. It kind of took me off guard, but a uh, young guy, and they had me all strapped up in the chair, of course. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, he said, well, what kind of music do you like? Well, no, this is what he said. What did you used to listen in, at your age way back? And I thought, what did I used to listen to? And, but I didn't know he was going to play it. And I said, well, I liked Roy Orbison. Anybody know Roy Orbison? And, I, man, he played that through the whole thing until it got done. <laughs> man, I said, God, you didn't, you didn't get this right for me. I should have said, <laughs> I could have had gospel music going here. <laughs> <laughs> turn on the turn somebody on <laughs> Gaither somebody <laughs> but but anyway let's read uh, Ephesians 6 I got 48 minutes here so I'm going to read a little bit of 5 it says bond servants be obedient now bond servants they get paid because they were bond servants uh, servants don't be obedient they're just doing it to those who are your masters according to the flesh and fear trembling in sincere heart as a, as to Christ not with eye service as man-pleasers, but bondservants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. I want to just tell you something. You know, pastor's a busy, busy man. 
and there's a lot of people. I've been, I've been a head usher. I was a ministry of helps coordinator, and basically it was pretty close to what was going on in front all the time when we had lines or something like that. And basically, you would be amazed how many people, when pastor's praying for people, and he has other people praying also, how many will stand in line to have pastor pray for you? Woo! What happened? See, I'm going to tell you something. There's a mantle. There's a mantle that Pastor Mark has, just like, you know who? Elijah and Elisha. Elisha was after Elijah for the anointing. Elijah didn't want him to have it. He was arguing with him all the time. Go, I don't even want you around me. Go, you, I don't even want you around me. But, but Elisha was absolutely to the point where, and then finally, Elijah got fed up with it, and he threw the mantle down. Elisha picked it back up, and now that mantle had the anointing on it from Elijah. Transferring of a spirit of God. So when Elisha got a hold of it, Elijah was taken out of here like that. Never seen him again. He was out of here. But Elisha had it now, and Elisha was doing a lot. He did more than Elijah did, if you study on it. More than Elijah. And, and basically, he got to a point, and our friend Steve back there, he brought something up that you know that there was a kind of a scuffle going on between two different tribes. And do you know that, uh, so they were fighting. One of their guys died, the good guys died. And, and uh, Elisha was buried. And they threw the other guy in Elisha's grave. And before, he, before it could be anything said, he, the guy that was dead came out of that grave. So there was still a, a mantle anointing on Elisha with the bones. So don't ever underestimate and just have to get eye service, look at me, look at me, look at me. You don't need to do that. God said he would make a place for each and every one of us, and he said, your gift will find room for you in the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. It may not be up here all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed that pastor asked me. Uh, it'll, it'll show itself if he'll ask me again after tonight, but we'll see. <laughs> but so let's, let's be bond servants. Let's be servants of the Lord, not have to be eye pleasers or man pleasers, all right? So the whole armor of God, finally, he says, Paul says, finally, my brethren, be strong, where? In the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against what? The wiles of the devil. What's the wiles of the devil? Deceive, ensnare, whatever he can do. If there's a crack opening, he wants to come in. Every time we open our mouth, if it isn't opened right, we've got to shut up. Don't say anymore. When you're talking about others, don't say anymore. <laughs> just just, just as, as I have tuned myself out, and I'll just say this, if you like the news, go ahead and watch it. But if you, don't like, if you don't like what's being said, quit watching it. 
That's, I mean, that's a friendly rebuke. <laughs> now, like I said, I, I, I don't need to feed on it. I know kind of what's going on. That's more than I need to know probably, but I do know that what's going on, we are in a real warfare right now. Hard to deny, hard to deny. And I don't want everybody to be ignorant about not looking at the news. I mean, well, I'm not going there. So verse 12, for we do not, everyone say do not, wrestle against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day in heaven done all to what? Stand, stand, stand. Stay standing. Stay standing. Whatever comes against you, stand up against it. Stand, therefore, by having, your, having girded your waist with truth. You know truth? You know why that's first? Because truth, God can use truth all the time. That's, that's a physical part of us that we need to know the truth, and what will do the truth for us will set us what? Free. All the time, truth will set us free. So we have that on us, so we know the truth, and the truth will set us free. Amen? So, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, what's righteousness? Right standing with God. That's how we are, right standing with God. Amen? So, against the powers, oh, I'm sorry, uh, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, 15, 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is what? The Word of God. So every time you say the Word of God, it's like... (laughs) Everyone knows about Zorro. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And that's the Word of God. Every time you say, praise you, Jesus... That's right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. First place the enemy wants to work at is your head. If you can get into your head, you can get into your soul. Amen? That's the same. But anyway, praying always with prayer and supplication. In the spirit, being watchful in this and end all with all, perseverance, supplication for all the saints, and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may, got five minutes, that I may be open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador of chains. What are you tonight? What did I just say? Ambassador, say it louder. Did you hear yourself say it? Ambassador, I'm an ambassador. I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, in the message, forgot to turn my page. So, in the message Bible, he talks about the same thing. And basically what we got to do is when we read the word, let's kind of take our time. 
How many of you got a devotion every day? I never did till about four months ago. Because I was maybe always depending on somebody else to share, but a devotion is showing God that you're really interested in Him. Even if it's just your word, I mean, you can read any place you want. Right? So don't make it a hard thing. Make it a, make it a I want a thing. And, and basically, I believe that that will help you stay focused on what you should be doing. Amen. Every morning, I, I mean, I miss it some days, and I go back, and I have to read more because I missed it one day. So I got to read more. And that's a little harder to do when, when you have those things going on. But message of Ephesians 6, 10, and 20, I'll just say, it'll just, there's a couple of bold letters here. I want to say it. I got three minutes. A faith, a fight to the finish. We fight to the what? Finish. finish. We fight to the finish. We don't ever quit. As I said to others, we don't run from war. We run to war. If we all run, we'll all be running all over the place, confused. Where are we going? Who can I talk to? Whatever. So, and this is in the, in, in the Message Bible, he says this, and that about wraps it up. <laughs> That's about wraps it up. So take, uh, be prepared. You're up against for more and you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over but the shouting, you will still be on your feet. True righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and more than words, learn how to apply them. You will need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. Do you know that there ain't an AR-15 that can beat God's word? There's more power there. The only way you can get it is kill you. But he didn't kill you, really. I'm not talking about God killing you. I'm talking about the enemy. But there's no gun that can, that can outdo the word of God. What's the word say? It's quick. Faster than a speeding bullet. And powerful. Quick and powerful. Like a two-edged sword. And sharper. That's right. So why are we always, I shouldn't say we, why am I always questioning (laughs) what we can't do and what we can do? Amen? If you get it by the Spirit of God, move out towards it. Keep moving towards it. Don't move from it. Don't talk to a lot of people about what the Spirit of God told you. They'll either talk you out of it or they'll say you're crazy, one of the two. When I hear things by the Spirit, I don't always tell everybody. I don't even tell Sylvia sometimes. Unless she's included in it, then I tell her. But I, I don't do that a lot. I mean, sometimes I just keep it that I have to get it before I want to speak it. I want to get it so I can speak it with power and love and a sound mind. Amen? So, right now it is 8 o'clock. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor, you got us trained. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> I should take a picture of it. No. <laughs> but remember, we can, we can and we will win. You, we just have to talk ourselves into the winning streak instead of the losing streak. Amen? And, and basically, we, we're good at it. We're good at talking ourselves out of things once in a while. Right? Anybody witness with me tonight? Amen. Amen. What? Sylvia said something, I know. But let's just stand to our feet. I don't know if anybody here tonight thought of coming to get prayed for. Everyone I looked once before, it seemed like everybody rose their hand and was born again. Anybody need help in that area, we can always help. Amen. Some people, they have a tendency to wander away and never see them again. If they're your friends, tell them to come back. If they're family, keep working at it. Because it seems like family's a little harder than even some of them that are out there in the wilderness. Amen? Ah, they're just a bunch of church goers. <laughs> That's right. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are a bunch of church goers. Amen. Hallelujah. Give yourself a hand. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray over this group tonight. Father, I just pray. Jesus, hallelujah. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's just work in each and every one of our lives. Hallelujah. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, Father God. That's where he's at. Brother Otis always reminds me where the devil is at. And he says, where is he at? And I say, he's under my feet. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And, and that's where he's at because that's where the word of God says he at. He at, yeah, he's at. And, and basically, we, gotta, we got to walk all over him just like he's trying to walk all over us. That lying devil. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a lying devil. <laughs> that, that lying devil. All right, folks, have a good evening. Amen. Thanks, thanks again. Thanks again. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.